Hello, and welcome back to From the Heart Catholic Podcast, the official podcast for the Diocese of Salina. This is Jeff Andrews, Bill Mayer, Father Jared Conradi, and we are the Three Bald Guys. This show is all about evangelization, education, and everything in between. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Three Bald Guys. Thanks for listening. This is episode two of season three, and we've got a guest again. So we've got another bald guy, Father Brian McCaffrey. So, Father Jarrett, can you please open us with a prayer? We'll try that again. <laughs> the oh, look yeah, on you, his you're, face. You're a different one. <laughs> the look on his face is like, oh no. Dude, that was me the other day at the school marathon. The, you had the, to pray? Yeah. They're like, Jeff, will you get them organized and get all the kids started on the first day and go ahead and lead them in prayer? And Bill knows he's seen the fear in me. And I was like, Yeah, I got this. And I was like, But dear Lord, thank give them fast feet as they run. No, I didn't say that, but I was like, okay, I got it. and then I told the lady, like, that does make me nervous. She's like, You you to did prayer. a good job. Yeah. Like to do it out loud. I was like, Sometimes oh. even priests mess up. I was at a meeting at Catholic Charities <laughs> the heard other day. This story. You heard about how did you hear about this? <laughs> Please be recorded. Yeah. I was I was at a Catholic Charities at a uh, ambassador's meeting, and of course, as the priest, they asked me to lead the opening prayer, and I just say, you know, Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for many gifts. We thank you for Catholic Charities and for just all the stuff that goes along with it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and that was the prayer. <laughs> but I mean, they do do a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, that so does. We do thank you for all the stuff, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Everything for which Catholic Charities is well known, <laughs> which I'm not really able to recall at this moment. <laughs> but stuff. Uh, well, good. All right. <laughs> Father Jarrett, will you lead us in prayer? Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever enjoy his consolations through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, as always, I've got two other bald guys with me. I've got Bill Mayer, our Director of Religious Education, Youth Ministry. I'm going to forget what else, but... Uh, that's good. Okay, that's good. We've got Father Jarrett Conradi, who is the pastor of St. John the Baptist in Beloit, mm-hmm. also Saints Peter and Paul in... Cocker City. Cocker City. Yeah, and... And he's Please in don't. Mankato. Yeah. In Mankato at... And... Lisbon, St. Teresa, oh, in Mankato, and and no longer at Highway 24 at Our Lady of Good Savings. No, I don't have that church anymore. <laughs> Which what what am I missing? Down Esben, Esben, Sacred Heart, and Esben. Man, and go. then we've got Father Brian McCaffrey, who Hello. has one parish, half of a parish, wow. right? Wow. And stuff, and stuff, and stuff. yes. <laughs> So, but Father Brian McCaffrey is our chaplain at Sacred Heart Junior Senior High School. So, and where he's also teaching senior religion. That's right. So, how's that going so far this year? Uh, So far, so good. Yeah. What are you you teaching them? uh, This semester is apologetics. So, actually, today, we're only two weeks into the school year, but gave them their first test. And I'm only halfway through grading, but uh, so far, so good. And you've got 40 students this year? 41. 41 of them. Yes. Have you given detention yet? Not yet. So, is that? <laughs> did you teach the same class last year? Uh, I didn't teach last year, but two years ago I did. Uh, yeah, okay. took a year off and okay. stepped back into teaching this year. Nice. So, cool. guys, but with fall going on, I got a question for you. What's your 
favorite thing about the fall. And Bill, mm. don't say pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> what What do you enjoy? I, I think Saturdays college football. Oh yeah, so wake I, up I and watch some big men kickoff. Yeah, sweatshirt. Watch the kickoff show and then watch some games. Oh, so I, I love Saturdays. I love long sleeve and sweatshirt weather because it, it, it hides my love handles. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get to pull out the, oh, the I guess the longer, same, heavier, <laughs> same clothing that do I wear. A, do you have a winter the rest one of the or year. No? I mean, That's, I kind of have it one. on right now. Like okay. it's wool and I wear it year round basically. So um, I was going to say, yeah, the, the temperatures are huge. I like that. Um, I also. <laughs> you like when the, te- the temperatures of wearing that or when the temperatures no, drop in the fall? The temperatures drop in the fall. Okay. That's what I was going to say. So we're talking about the fall. Um and I also like uh, turtle dove season, which is oh, yeah. September. Is that like not a, that I have gone in like five years, but you're a hunter. I just it's a reminder. Like yeah, yeah. Huh. I grew up turtle dove, pheasant, uh, deer. Sometimes I just figured night train just so. hits them, just waits for them to come <laughs> and just wham takes that them out. That was pretty quick. We need to put a timer on the night train. Come I'll get it every train. time. <laughs> Father Brian, before I have a nickname for you, I'll think of it. But. uh I guess I didn't give you Night Train. That was you've had Night Train. But, Father Brian, what do you like about fall? Uh, kind of what already has been said is the, the cool weather, um, like sweatshirt hoodie weather, um, especially like early in the morning. I just love stepping outside the house, and it's chilly. And, and you're not sweating? I hate Yeah, no, it, it, was, it was last week, I think last Monday, um, like 6.30 in the morning. I look outside, and it's still kind of dark. Sun's coming up. But the, the football practice field across the street from the rectory is covered in fog. And I can see the football team out there, like, moving in the mist. looked really cool. And I just got excited for fall. I was like, this is a cool fall morning fog football. Like, I'm excited. I stepped outside and got <laughs> hit in the face with 98% humidity. <laughs> and it was 200 degrees out. And it was awful. So I, I went was, right back inside. I was there that morning. Went over. Uh, Thomas Janey come in, and he's just drenched. And I was like, and it's not sweat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's just like, yeah. I just it's that humid out, and I'm like, man. Hmm. So it is. There's nothing worse than like going outside and think you're going to have a cup of coffee outside or something, and it's just miserable. Yeah, it so was awful. Fall weather. At least we're back to it now. So I hope. All right, guys. Enough banter back and forth. So you got four of us now instead of three of us. But giver or robber of energy. What is robbing or giving you guys some energy? Uh, Bill, let's, we're going to start with you. Okay. A few weeks back, I went to a stewardship conference, and, uh, and it, was, it was awesome. You, know, you don't think a stewardship uh, conference is going to give you a lot of energy, but it, it did. Uh, I walked out of there you know, on fire, ready to go, gave a book to Father Jarrett, yeah, passing out, out books and stuff. But, uh, but no, I, I think when you take a chance and you get a chance to grow as, as you're learning on how to help others grow, uh, to give more control to God and less to yourself. I mean, I think that's an exciting opportunity. And so I left there, uh, pretty on fire with, uh, things that we could do to help families in our diocese, things we can do to help young people in our diocese. And, and, uh, and so gave me a lot of energy. And this, this was put on by the Wichita Diocese? Uh, par- partially with the Wichita Diocese. Uh, it was put on by a group that works with parishes to help them with stewardship in diocese. Um, but Wichita is kind of the model. They've been doing it for, I think, 38 years now. And, uh, and so... Did you, uh, did you mention you're on a podcast by any chance and you get us not. some listeners? <laughs> I did not. Uh, it didn't, oh, it didn't come up, unfortunately. But also, I mean, that spiritual life center is... Uh, I enjoy that. It's... 
very easy to get into a prayerful state when you're in that place. And so enjoy yeah. that. So. Yeah, it's nice. Father Jarrett, what's uh, giving you energy? Or Robin, probably that new book that Bill gave you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I just read uh, I just read uh, about three sentences of it um, as he was talking, so yeah. I didn't hear what he said. <laughs> I, I gave you two weeks ago, right? You still carried it around. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd bring it everywhere I go. Um, I w- on that, on a little bit of vein, but I guess a little bit off is, so one thing that I I think gives me energy every time I hear is stories of individuals, in particular in my parish as pastor, I guess, but it's anywhere and it's any story, but stories of conversion. And I've been thinking of that recently, just as we were starting up RCIA and just hearing people that are moved by the Spirit. And it's always interesting because it's rarely the exact same story of what moved them. Like, it's it's crazy. Like, we had one guy who, the Hollow app is like the one of the pieces like an imminent piece of his conversion like so it's just like there's so many things that cause people and that the spirit uses to move people and those i find that those stories and hearing the stories of conversion and individuals um definitely gives me energy and that's been yeah been recently it's interesting said that i was visiting with a guy on saturday evening and he mentioned his conversion story to me we were sitting at a anniversary dinner and uh he was agnostic in the military and had no plan of, you know, converting to Catholicism ever. And he said somebody came to him and asked him to do something. He didn't know, and he needed, they needed him to build something. He didn't even know what it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he builds it, um, helps him out. Somebody else couldn't do it, and he could figure it out what they needed. Well, it ended up being um, a bowl for baptisms at, like, on the base they are going to use at the chapel at the Catholic chapel. Mm-hmm. And so then that got him in conversations. And he, then he goes, I thought more. And I thought like, here's this gift I had that I didn't know I was going to help with. And it just started him down the road. Interesting. So, yeah. Sorry. Father Brian, what's giving you energy? Silent football. <laughs> it, it's the most like ridiculous thing. It's this game that, uh, uh, some of us picked up this summer at like totus tuus and prayer in action. And then some of the students at sacred heart have introduced it to the school and it's just been being played a lot at the school, like in downtime, activity time. Right? Yeah. So um, it's this game where it's just it's just so silly and ridiculous, but so fun. Everybody just sits in a circle, and you're passing around an invisible football, and you know it's silent football, so you can't talk, you can't make any sound, you can't even move unless you're passing the ball. But the ball is passed um, just with different like hand gestures, you know. Um, so there's four different type of passes. And they're called a, a Zoom, a Fwop, a Schmorgan, and a Double Schmorgan. <laughs> and those are the names of the passes. <laughs> and so um, just depending on how you, whatever hand gesture you do, that's the pass you do. And the ball either goes to the person next to you or somebody across the circle. And what are you going to do if you're, you, you're doing a school mass and uh-huh. all of a sudden you look and there are kids playing silent football during your There's mass? There's a slopper, a flogator, or whatever. Double schmor- a double schmorgan. Well, I'll, I'll just flop the ball right yeah. back to them, I guess. Yeah. One of them so zooms it to sudden, me. you know, Cameron Cleveland sends something to Evan Bogart, you're going to know right away, right? That's right. Okay. Yeah, but but as, as the Mr. Game Master, sir, as my title is, I can penalize them. Um, oh, you're the Game Master? Well, every time I've played, I have been. <laughs> <laughs> I think but, you put that on a resume. Yeah, Mr. Game Master, sir. But but it's it's fun. Students can like tattle on each other cool. or other players for breaking rules and but it's one of those things where people ask like, "Well, what's the point of the game or how do you win?" 
And it's like, you don't win. There is no point. You just play for fun. And, and I think sometimes we just need things like that yeah. that are just done for the fun of it. Yeah. And so silent football has been my just fun thing recently. I think it should be the game at the next priest retreat. <laughs> I think you should get Father Keith Weber playing some silent football. <laughs> that would be something. Yeah. Holy cow. I wish it would be kind of cool. I'm going to see how this would feed that up. Yeah, that'd yeah. be fun. As long as he's the master, whatever. Mr. Game Master, Mr. Sir. Game master Mr. Sir. Mr. Game Master. Like, who brought this to the campus? Like, who? Yeah. Who or did you bring it because you'd seen it over the summer? Right. So, I mean, so, some of our kids, like uh, Emma Roberts, Megan Torrey, they picked it up at like Prayer in Action and towed us to us. And um, they asked me to help introduce it to one of the communities in the school. I mean, without getting too much into it, Sacred Heart has this community system. Yeah. So, one community was taught it, and the others heard about it, and were like, hey, we want to learn how to play that. So I've been going around the school teaching silent football, and it's just been a lot of fun. Huh. So <laughs> do you know where it originated? I have so, no idea. Yeah. I think it's, is it Middle Eastern, possibly, maybe in the yeah. Mesopotamia region? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think it you're date, onto something it, there. It dates yeah. back to the Egyptian, <laughs> yeah. the Egyptian civilization, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Do you guys want to know what's giving me energy? Nope. Let's oh, move on to the next it, okay. topic. <laughs> well, it's, Matea worked with me, and we have like uh, easily nine hundred, a thousand. I don't know how many certificates we ended up making uh, for Bishop's Awards. It's a new uh, certificate we're going to give out to uh, um, award students who receive the two highest levels on their state assessments in science, English language arts, or math. And so we got those all sent to the schools, and all the schools are passing them out this fall, whether at an assembly. Uh, maybe in a classroom ceremony of some type. Uh, I know in Beloit we're going to pass them out at halftime of a football game. Hopefully that's not a secret. Otherwise, the kids will know. No, a letter's going to go home with parents, so they'll they'll know it's coming. So should be pretty cool to be able to, you know, everybody likes to get a little certificate every once in a while. They'll put yeah. it in there, uh, put it up at graduation when people come by. So Plus, I think they look pretty good. Yeah. Well, thanks. Nice work, Matea. Yeah. So. All, all right. right. It's time for our billion-dollar question. It's time for the billion dollar question. All right. Uh, we're working our way down uh, the Beatitudes, which doesn't have a ton of enthusiasm sometimes, but um, this one, this is Beatitude number two. Uh, and, uh, and so the Beatitude itself is Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And uh, Father Jared said last time that you can put thanks, uh, or w- what was the word you put in there? Happy. You were listening. Happy. Happy, happy, happy are those who mourn. It was for they shall be comforted. It was a couple weeks ago. He doesn't remember. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so that's an intriguing thing. Uh, of all of the ones, so all of these are count, very counter, sort of countercultural, counter, I don't know, even counterintuitive in the sense of like they go against the grain of what we think is normal. Um, but I almost think that this might be the most counter because it's like happy, are happy are mourn. those who mourn. Like, what can you think of that's more sort of opposite from each other? But mourning because you know you did something wrong, you shouldn't have, and you, I was have, you mourn over well, it. There's well, there's all not, ki- I probably I think not there's just all not kinds death. of like yeah, all mourn kinds over of mourning is sin or mourn oh, over. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I would say mourn. There's all kinds of different mourning that I think could be ca- encapsulated by this beatitude, um, and yeah, I would say mourning over over your sin was would absolutely fit into the into the category. Um, but definitely mourning the the idea I think is that you've lost something, um, and that there's an awareness of of 
and it, it kind of ties in. I mean, all of them have a vein that tie into each other. I think that was the case last week. Is the the idea of uh, poor in spirit is that it's you've lost you you are absent. You have something missing, and therefore it allows God. And I think mourning could fit into a similar category of of something from this world that we've lost maybe allows for us to have a sensitivity to what is coming that will fill whatever we've lost. So I guess that's one of the ways that I think about it is mourning something of this world so that we might have a better awareness or sensitivity uh, for the the world to come. So, Father Brian, last time we talked a little bit about how like most people can say, hey, Ten Commandments are this. If you were to go to your senior class and say, hey, can you guys, let's talk about the Beatitudes. Could, of those 41 kids, I mean, how many of you think would, would be familiar with the Beatitudes? You know, I mean, students who have been through Catholic school and they're seniors now. I mean, I bet if you went a to A couple. Our, yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, even if we went to our parishes and said mm-hmm. that, how would they? I remember mm-hmm. teaching PRE. It, teaching helped me a ton, mm-hmm. especially being a convert, someone who didn't grow up, like, in the Catholic faith. Like, yeah, I think a lot of Catholics would go to the... Uh, to the song "Lead Me, Lord," mm-hmm. so <laughs> and like true. sing it in your head. It's so true. Blessed are yep. the poor in spirit, longing mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. their Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I, I also think with like the blessed are those who mourn. Like you have to love something or have something in your life in order to lose it and to be sad. And then the comforted side is thanks be to God we got you know someone to comfort us as well, and you will be comforted in your mourning. I always think about uh, like funerals how they're really really sad but they're also really really comforting with the idea of mm. uh, i love the uh part where you sing may the choirs of angels mm. may they greet you know because that's a bittersweet because you're letting go at that point but you're also anticipating that hopefully at some point your loved one will be in heaven and then it's your job to to get yourself there uh through the grace of god and and uh so it's a really sad but exciting time and, mm-hmm. and so I always think of that one when I think about this one. Yeah, that's actually really good. That's that's one of the things I most commonly talk about with fun- with funerals oftentimes and how uh, how I often talk about a priest would much rather do three three funerals than one wedding. I don't know if you've heard me say that before. It's that or everybody's like, yeah, 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 why don't you uh I have not you wrap that up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still think I've though heard that it every I other still day. think it's, that if people heard you say that that hadn't heard you say it or explain it, it would be shocking to them. Oh, it was shocking to me when I first heard that. But the reality is that a wedding may or may not have any sort of connection to God because the young people are consumed by the cultural perception of what a wedding is, whereas the common denominator of every funeral is at the very least this family is coming to grips with the fact that we're all we're all made from the same stock in the sense that we have the same end and that's that we will die and so it forces wow. <laughs> and it forces so mourning sort of is that that forcing us to come to grips with the fact that we are finite and so and I think the idea of blessed are those who mourn um, is just that reminder of that it is in, in a, yeah I guess not just everyone who mourns is automatically aware of the, the earth or the uh, world to come, but I think that's obviously what Jesus is is praising. But we, anyway, we do a lot less funerals, or go to a lot less funerals, probably than you guys do. When you are doing a funeral, do you think? I, I heard a priest talk yesterday that said, the older he gets, the more he thinks about his own, you know, mortality or death when he's doing funerals than he did when he's younger. Do you think about that while you're doing a funeral, or 
does it make you think about the... I think it's age. <laughs> you think it's age? Like, at some point, yeah. you'll start looking at it like, yep. more likely than not, soon I will be in there, too. Yeah, I think probably priests are not that much different than the general public in that sense of, like, as you get older, it just becomes more of a reality that you think you think about. I would say for... I've been ordained 18 years, and it's not been... I know. That's I'm old, crazy. I'm old. Uh, and that, yeah, the reality that it's not been a real thought. I mean, yeah, it is. We always have that concept as Christians, as, you know, as Catholics, we have to, we have to be aware of that, but it's not something that I think seriously, like as a a real possibility. Yeah. Uh, I think attending funerals is good for, I don't know if it is for me anyway, like for self-reflection. So as we're mourning a loved one that passed away or a friend who it is, like it's allowed me time to be like, Am I am I living my right life? Am I doing everything I can to glorify God? Like when I go up there, like I, being at Gene Ross's funeral last year, the past president of TMP, like and hear the, you know, you want to go in here, well done, good and faithful servant. Like and you're, I mean, Father Andrew even talked about it recently when I was at a mass. Like and I'm like, man, I got some more stuff to do before I do well done, before I hear that well done, you know? So. Yeah. yeah, and I'd say that's the thing for me. Um, with doing frequent funerals and stuff, um, I don't think about my own mortality so much, but it's more just kind of every every so often you, you just frequently get a reminder of, hey, this world is not all there is, and we need to be focused on heaven and not just on things of earth. So I think funerals do a good job of just helping people reexamine priorities in life. Um, and so as a priest, we just kind of get that reminder more often than most people do. Yeah, I, I thought it was funny. Uh, Father Dan Sheets has retired to St. Nicholas Parish now, and he became a member, but she was the founder of that parish when it split, and so he's moved to Hayes, and he covered Masses the other day, and he goes, I've become a parishioner, and uh, he goes, I really only have one date on the calendar that, it, that I got to do something here at this parish, and he goes, that's my funeral. He's like, but then I'll miss that by three days or so. But, uh, but it, you know, it's just kind of one of those realities that, like, at some point on the calendar, you know, there'll be a funeral in, in this church. I don't know. So it kind of hit me as, wow, that's, that's tough. Wow. But that is cool. This is a real uplifting episode. Yes. What robs you of your energy? We're all going to die. <laughs> it, it's nice to have a little throwback to the first season where Bill had a question about death every, <laughs> every episode, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the first season. If we were to go back and listen to those, oh, how much we've grown. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on to topic number three, Saints Among Us. Let's talk about about the Saints 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 Among Us. All right, who did you guys encounter this week who you thought was living out God's call for all of us to live? And let's start off with our guest. To give you more time to think of yours. Father Brian McCaffrey. (laughs) I never start with myself on this category. (laughs) Yeah. um, Because I'm selfless, Brian. Thanks. Of course you are. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. All right, Sir Master Silent Football Flobble. <laughs> Mr. Game Master, <laughs> Mr. sir. Mr. Game Master, um, sir. Yeah, mine would be uh, Miss Emma Roberts. Um, she's a senior at Sacred Heart High School. Um, she's the one I'm bringing up uh, partly because she asked me to give her a shout-out on the podcast. <laughs> so here you go, Emma. Um, I'm a man of my word. But uh, wow. also, uh, like, she, she really is a saint among us. Um, she's a great leader in the school. She's very uh, faithful. It's just kind of a good example for... Her peers, especially for just the other girls in the community, she leads a uh, um, a women's group at the school called the, the Fiat Group. It's just a, a girls group that gets together once in a while to learn about the faith, grow in the faith. Um, 
But um, yeah, I don't want to embarrass her too much, but even just the other day, I heard a couple teachers talking about her and just saying how great Emma is because she's really good at just reaching out to some of those students in the school who are maybe struggling or kind of on the margins, and she's really good at making them feel welcome, feel heard, feel loved. And so, um, yeah, Emma, if you're yeah. listening, here's your shout out. And no, I would agree. Thanks for what I've you do. Gotten to know Emma a little bit the last few years, and Bill, she's the one that talked at our CYO uh, convention, and just to get up there to speak to that group of you know a couple hundred kids, yeah, take some courage. And she's she's a great one. So very cool, very cool. Bill, what do you got? Uh, there's there's two groups I want to shout out. Um, one is there's two different teams that give up a lot of weekends in our diocese voluntarily. Uh, there's the deacon formation team, which is made up of about, I think, four deacons and their wives. And then there's the engaged encounter team that gives up, I think, five or six different weekends uh, to put on engaged encounters. And, and the older I get and the, the busier I get, the more I really value like my weekends. And it just, you know, it's, it's one of those cool things that uh, here's a group that gives up five or six of their weekends and, uh, you know, goes and whether it's forming deacons or whether it's helping engaged couples discern and grow. Uh, so just kind of neat to see that. And, and so that gives me a lot of energy and there's saints among us. Cool. Cool. Jeff. All right. My saint among us are, are, it's kind of along the same lines as Bill. We have a lot of committees at our schools, whether it's finance committees, school council committees, and these people are on our committees by, you know, volunteer and they could be doing something else in the evenings or, um, and they love serving, or at least I think they love serving or they're, <laughs> they're doing it because they feel they have to. And I don't feel like I thank them enough for all that they do because we have one at every single school. Our parishes have different committees. So, um, you know, very thankful for all those people that step up and help out our parishes and our schools. They are truly saints among us. So, all, all right. right, my turn. Oh, yeah. yeah don't, don't skip me. Okay. No, I was actually thinking on the theme of like evangelization and. I can't, I, I was actually wrestling. I don't, I'm pretty sure I didn't mention. So Kylie and Paige are two young women, um, both married, have husbands, families. They live in a cul-de-sac in the backyard of my sister-in-law, who, um, this is my brother who passed away, lives in, uh, lives in McPherson. And anyway, this is like a cul-de-sac of like on fire Catholic families. And these two young women are, are they kind of wrote, I think they rotate. I'm not sure if it's the same family, but they have Sunday like brunch and then they do a family rosary, but they just invite anyone and everyone to it. And so they've invited my sister-in-law and her husband over a couple of different times. And just, just that I give a shout out to them because of that sort of that level of, cause I've experienced from my sister-in-law describing this to me, uh, just how much she was been moved by it and just touched by it. And this, and, and, uh, so, and I think it's a form of evangelization, absolutely, like, because it's causing her to think more about uh, the Catholic faith and, and uh, just being kind of energized in it. So, specifically, Kylie and Paige and their husbands um, in McPherson, I had to shout them out. Awesome. And that'll give us a reach to the Wichita Diocese. I see. Look at that. Oh, We're going to grow, that. guys. We're going to oh, grow. That's, so, that's right. speaking of growing, <laughs> let's grow. All right, what have you guys recently read or watched that you recommend to others? So, you know, I think it's important that we start with our guest again. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> so, I don't know if we did this segment last time or the last so. two times you're on. So, in this segment, think of something you've recently read or watched that you would recommend to other people to help for some growth. Sure, yeah. Um, 
I'd say the first thing that comes to mind is throughout the summer, I was listening to this this other podcast. Um, you know, you can say the name. Of okay, it. okay, not you know, just sorry to promote somebody else on your show, okay. but uh, the Exorcist Files with Father Carlos Martins. Um, he's a exorcist who just shares stories from kind of his archives, some of the cases he's done, and they're kind of dramatized. So like they're they're entertaining, they're fun to listen to. Um, they can be kind of spooky. You know, it's not for everybody. Uh, some people get kind of freaked out by it. Um, but if the podcast isn't for you, uh, just recently, uh, Matt Frad's show, Pints with Aquinas, he interviewed Father Carlos Martins and just talked about demons and exorcisms and everything. And um, it's a lot of good information. It's interesting, but it's also just important information. It's, it's important for us to remember that um, we are in a spiritual battle. And uh, as as St. Peter tells us in the scriptures, you know, our opponent, the devil, is prowling like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So we need to be alert and be on our guard. Be able to battle. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Um, feel free to, when you're on that podcast, if you ever get on uh, <laughs> Pints with Aquinas, give us a shout out as well. Yeah. If. We'll do that. Okay. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Father Jarrett, what's something you've read or watched recently you're, we can grill? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because uh, like with this, it's like back in school, in the school days, like I didn't, I didn't always get my reading assignments done. Uh, I know that's, I'm like the only yeah, one. Exactly. I'm sure that, I'm sure I'm the only one. Dude, I was cliff notes everything. Yeah. I don't know if a teacher knows I didn't read a novel. So I, could just talk I didn't to the class. Superintendent of schools right just here. Like, <laughs> we're revealing a lot. And so, so I always felt like I couldn't read anything else because I didn't do the reading that I was supposed to do. And so what I'm finding is like, a, I've been listening to the catechism in a year, which everybody knows because I've shared that before and we've talked about it. Um, but it's almost like I can't listen to any other podcast because I'm behind on that one. I've got I'm like two weeks behind. So, But there is a book that I heard about at the Focus Seek conference back in January and I was looking forward to and I just had, I saw somebody in our parish actually had it in hand. It's by a, a guy who I actually went to college with at Benedictine called Jim Jansen. And it's actually called A Clear Path, um, which it's basically, I'm kind of continuing the, uh, the conversation about evangelization because it's uh, written specifically for evangelization, but like the practical, practical ways of evangelizing your parish. So it's like practical guide for parish evangelization. And so anyway, Jim, uh, I knew back in college and still, he worked with Focus for a lot, a lot of years. And he's writing books. Man. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited. to. I actually have not read it, but I'm looking forward to it. So I'm putting it out there. I thought you were going to say the book Bill gave you on stewardship. <laughs> oh, I'll save that one because you know that's going to be a grand slam. Yeah. That's <laughs> episode three. All right, Bill, what's something you read or watched? Uh, I got two again. So oh I, two weeks ago, I did the same thing. But uh, one, I'm, I'm, I'm reading uh, How Champions Think, and, uh, and it's totally written in a secular world. You could just talk to Father Jarrett and I, we'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but my mindset actually is, as we get older, we got to keep our minds sharp, uh, because like you were talking about with demons and things, I, I've seen a lot of like faithful people struggle at the end. And I think we got to keep our minds sharp all the way to the end because Satan never gives up hope that he will be able to take us. And uh, and so I think getting some of those championship mindset things in your head. Uh, so it's been a lot of good. It's all secular, but it's really, in my mind, it's really quickly 
chased into some of those sort of things. And then uh, the other thing I read that I think is awesome, everybody should read, is if you go to the register, and I pulled it up so I knew which uh, week it is, and you can find them all on our website. Um, this was the July 28th. There's an awesome article about three sisters who are over the age of 100. And a uh, great story of life. They all got married to farmers. Um, then they all ended up in the, in the same nursing home. And, and I think one has since passed. But just a really beautiful story. Uh, Diane O'Brien wrote it. And it's just, it just tells the story of faith and family. And, and it's awesome. So uh, if you get a chance, go to the register. It's on our website. You can find it. It's the July 28th episode. So. Awesome. Episode. Cool. <laughs> I guess it's not called an episode. Issue. Issue. It's I can't believe all all of you guys did not jump on that. Like, man. We weren't listening. Soft. <laughs> you guys are falling apart. We, uh, Father Brian, you have to go back and listen to uh, episode one of season three, where we were describing our like, desserts, yeah. and uh, the dessert that Bill wanted to be was a warm, juicy, juicy. chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> Juicy, <laughs> yeah. I knew what I meant. I just then, didn't come out right. And then yeah. also go back to episode fourteen of season two, where Bill talked about the high bishops, <laughs> <laughs> which nobody knows exactly what about a high bishop. Bill's got one of those for every episode. Okay. I think usually. Oh man! All right. You know, one of these days, I'm be like, I read something really inspiring by a guy named Bill Mayer in the Register about. You know, you do have Bill. You have some great articles, oh, but appreciate that. Yeah. Nice. Um, especially on the Eucharistic Revival These two stuff. over here are like... No, you guys are laughing, but I do enjoy... I didn't know he wrote for the Register, so... Uh, maybe you should start reading the Register. Come I on. So, yeah, I absolutely uh, should. Mine would be a book that I'm not finished with yet, but when I was out at Sacred Heart and Colby, I was given a book by one of our teachers there, Anita Marin. It's called Entertaining an Elephant, and it's by Bill McBride, and it's about this guy who was in his 15th year of teaching, and he was just kind of knocked down. Like, teaching, it's hard. You know, in 15 years, he was just seeing the negative and everything, and it's a, a short story about how he kind of overcomes that by working with others and all that. So looking forward to uh, finishing Entertaining an Elephant, as well as maybe some articles by Bill in the Register as well. So we'll get to that too. So, All right. Uh, our next one is a question from an audience member, but I... No, I do. I got one. So in while visiting Sacred Heart High School recently, I've talked to some seniors uh, from Father Brian McCaffrey's class. So this is a question from like, some of oh, your students. No. They want to know, if you were going to get Mexican food, drive through restaurant in Salina, where do you go? Chipotle. Uh, that's oh, not a drive okay, okay. Oh, sorry. I've talked about Chipotle with my students a lot, so okay. I thought that's where this was going. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just really trying to get you to say ponchos. Oh, okay. Because yeah. for some reason, like, Sacred Heart has an obsession with ponchos restaurant. No, yeah, they do. Which yeah. is, it is great. Like, if you want drive-through Mexican food, ponchos is the way to go, but This, no. this episode is so, brought okay. to you by ponchos. Yeah, so I didn't, you okay. love Chipotle, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, same. What no, do you get? What uh, do you... It, it depends on the mood I'm in. But no, recently, yeah, I shared this with my students. I said this is like one of the best days of my life um, after ordination <laughs> and baptism, of course. But um, I found out I have a Chipotle doppelganger. Like the app on my phone notified me I have a doppelganger, meaning I ordered something, and at the exact same time I ordered it, some guy in Georgia ordered the exact same thing as me. And isn't that amazing? How would the app know? Like, so the app notified you and said, oh, did you know? Yeah, I like got a badge for it. Didn't get any reward points, but I got a badge, you know? I have the doppelganger There's only so many things you can order at Chipotle. Surely everybody's got a doppelganger. Yeah, but when you get like the brown rice, black bean, chicken bowl with tomatoes and whatever, you know, like the right combination. Some guy in Georgia ordered the exact same thing at the same moment. 
and wow. it told you because it was at the same moment. Yeah, that man. Yeah, you better be careful. Anyway, with that yeah, app. but yeah, ponchos. Um, I, I guess I missed the word <laughs> drive-through. I've heard Mexican <laughs> no, restaurant. Okay. We've been talking about Chipotle a lot. So, so. are you? Is do you ever do tacos at Chipotle? I have before. Yeah, I have too, but not but, often. Yeah, but they're they're messy. See, that's my thing. I just want a bowl, mm-hmm. and then I just yeah. stir it all together. And I will say, bowl. the um, the Tabasco that they have at Chipotle that's not the regular Tabasco. The green. Not, no, not even the green. Oh. The Chipotle one. It is a dark smoked, red, and it's smoked. Oh. oh, yeah, that's good too. Have yeah. you ever taken a bottle home? You're not supposed to. I haven't either. <laughs> <laughs> in college, uh, I did. We'd come and I'd be like, guys, why do we have four bottles of Tabasco? And uh, Sam would be like, sorry, guys, I went to Chipotle last night at 945. But yeah, um, you can buy it at Dylan's, but Tabasco is not or a you cheap can steal condiment. It from Chipotle. I, yeah, I'm a grown man. I have not done that anymore. So so he so didn't read any books, and he stole sauce. Like, what else can we find out? Yeah. About I, mean, I am not like... I can look online and see what happened in the Great Gatsby or Animal Farm. I do not need to know every single thing that goes along with it, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Oh, I mean, yeah. come on! Like, I, it's uh, that's hilarious. Got to this chair, so okay. That. All right, moving on. <laughs> All right, here we go. So, yeah, that I didn't have that question from them. I just thought we would talk about Poncho. <laughs> wait, is, <laughs> is Poncho's north of Dillon's on Ninth Street? No, it's way down south. Oh, wait, uh, way down. Wait, south. did it used to be a Taco John's? It's by Taco Jones. Oh, it's it right by Wendy's. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. It oh, used okay. to be a yeah, Popeyes yeah, yeah. for about two yes. weeks. Okay, so that's good stuff, huh? Yeah. Ironically, okay. check it out. The Popeyes that was built a couple years ago on uh, Ohio and Crawford is now another Mexican drive-through yeah, restaurant. And it's Ponchos. good too. Yeah. yeah, but it's like fourteen bucks for my meal. The other yeah. Day. My, not like my family's, just me. Yeah. Fast food's too expensive. It is. It's crazy. You can't do it for ten less than ten now. It seems like basically. No. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Enough about fast food. Let's get back. To, <laughs> Let's get uh, back to talking about. <laughs> We've got okay. a mystery envelope. Yeah, we do. Mystery envelope question. Let's go. Here we go. It's a mystery. All right, Father Jarrett, you've got it. Let's see what it is. All right. The question is. Who would you want to swap places with for one day, famous or not? Who would you want to swap places with for one day, famous or not? Man, I the president, I think it'd just be cool. And that might be too obvious an answer. Like, yeah, there's gonna be all those meetings, but you got cabinet members and all those other politicians do stuff. Like, wouldn't it be cool just to be like, hey, I live at the White House. I'm going to go, you know, to the bowling alley that's in the White House, and I'm going to push that, you know, yeah. whatever, you know. I don't know. Yeah, it's either like that it. or, like, like, Michael it. Jordan. I like it. Who else has an answer? I'm still Trading thinking. places with one person. I I, uh, I was thinking the Pope, just because then you would oh. get a chance to actually, like, visit the Vatican, and you could go down to the secret archives, and you could go wherever you wanted to go. So I kind of thought that... Uh, and. That'd be kind of fun for a day. Mm. Father Brian? Father Andrew Rockers. <laughs> Just the joy of getting to live with Father Jarrett for a day. What else that's, could you ask no, for? No, that's funny you said that, because <laughs> I was going to say Father Kevin Weber, <laughs> uh, because of how amazing it would be to live with Father Brian McCaffrey. But so, there you go. Man. Yeah. We're saying. <laughs> okay, so I got to tell you my other thought Mateo was. shaking her head. She's like, Mateo, no, who, who, would you, who would you be? Do you, you don't have a microphone because you gave it to Father Brian, but yell real loud, or who would it be? There's got to be someone that you would want to trade places with. 
I would trade places with Kelly Clarkson. Ooh. Oh, Kelly Clarkson. She Why Kelly best. Clarkson? She's, She's the so best. Fun. Since you've been she, gone. She has a talk show now, too. That'd be fun. Oh, she has a talk show? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Does she have a podcast? Yeah, Maybe. probably not. So if if I didn't go switching with the Pope, I was actually going to say Father Jarrett, and then I would just like run into walls and trip all over stuff. <laughs> the next day, you pop in and be like, "Why on earth am I so sore?" <laughs> you would take swap places <laughs> with me just to damage my body. Well, you know, <laughs> real quick, dark, Bill, just like, dark. "Oh my gosh, what happened to me that's yesterday?" Dark. Back to Kelly Clarkson. Okay. Father Brian and Father Jarrett, do you know who Kelly Clarkson is? Well, I just yeah, want... she sings yeah. Since You've Been Gone. Yeah, oh, yeah I read that. But like, I honestly you... couldn't have told you what season. What season of American Idol did she win? Three. What's she was guess? on American Idol. Two. One. Uh, I don't... She won the first time. Oh, really? I... Guys, I was working at the bowling alley in Ellis, and I remember watching that on the TV in the background. Yep, I got nothing on that. I've heard the name, but I don't know anything about it. I remember she sang, some people wait a lifetime for a moment like this. Yeah. You got a really good voice, Jeff. You know, I've been thinking about sharing my talents with my parish, but then they'd probably tell me no. I would like to share. They say stick to to being a lector. I want to switch places with Jeff to be able to sing like that. (laughs) 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 All right, guys, we're going to move on to our next topic. It is calling all prayer warriors. It's time to rally the prayer warriors. What are some things that you see that need our prayers? It's always one of my favorite, you know, topics that we do each episode. So, uh, Bill, uh, I would say, and it's not a political statement. I would say all of our leaders in government, at, at whatever level. I just think being a leader, I watch a lot of clips sometimes of like these things that are going on at these meetings and stuff. And I think just being a leader right now is is tough. And so if you want to step up and out of the goodness of your heart, try to help your community or something, uh, I think it can be tough. So I, th- I say we pray for them and, and then obviously pray that they also, you know, make good decisions for, for people and those sort of things. So, Father Brian? Um, I'm sure this has been one before, but just asking people to continue to pray for priests. Um it just kind of been on my mind recently, just as I'm chatting with some of my classmates from the seminary, you know, we've only been ordained two years, not very long, but uh, some of these guys just just a year or two into ordination are just being thrust into positions of leadership they're not really ready for, just been burdened with a lot of responsibilities they're not really ready for, and you can ask the question, well, why are there bishops giving them all these positions and responsibilities? It, well, because there's no one else, you know, it's we just, we have a shortage of priests, and so um, a lot of guys just have to take on a lot of work and, um, you know, I could say this as a guy who spends his day playing silent football with high school kids, but <laughs> a lot of other priests just have a, a big workload and can use a lot of support and prayers. Yeah. I know you joke about that. Like, and I joke about like your duties to be on the sideline, but like, yeah, Father, I, Father Brian, I do appreciate everything you do. Like you mean the world to that school and I know the kids really appreciate you and administration does. So silent football, real sideline football, whatever <laughs> it is, teaching classes, it is, uh, you were doing really good work, so. Thank you. And I'm sure sometime soon the bishop's going to probably say, you know what, no more silent football, you're going wherever, so, but keep playing all the silent football you can, please, so. Father Jarrett. Yeah, I guess I'm, uh, I'm kind of doing a thematic thing, just, I'm praying for all of our parishes, all of our individuals, all Catholics, especially in our diocese, um, 
just in the heart, having a heart of evangelization that, again, we can so often be consumed into sort of self and our own encounter and our own walk and our own journey. Um, and just the reality that there are so many people out there that need, absolutely need Jesus Christ, need the joy of the gospel. And so just having a heart for sharing it and desiring to be an instrument of salvation of souls. So there you go. Awesome. Uh, mine would be a young man named Reed Jensen. He is on our football team and he tore his ACL. Oof. So not at football practice. He was doing some dirt bike stuff before nine year old kid. And uh, I think it was the youngest boy that, you know, some uh, doctors have seen with a torn ACL cause that doesn't happen at that young of age. But every day at practice, he comes and he stands alongside me and he wants to help. And he's got this knee brace on. So we've kind of made him coach Reed and he helps. He takes attendance every day. And you can see like so bad this kid want to be out there and do this activity with his friends and he can't. But I just appreciate that he's coming to practice every night and wants to help. And so every day at practice, we pray before practice and we always pray for Reed's recovery. So um, it's just really good to see his teammates also pray for him. So. All right, well, that brings us to an end of Episode 2, Season 3. Father Brian McCaffrey, thanks so much for joining us, bald guys. Uh, you did not have to shave your head to be part of this episode, but we're glad Oh, well, now you tell me. Yeah, <laughs> we're glad that next time uh, everybody has to be beard-free, too, except for uh, the superintendant. So yeah, That's this, just a new rule? Yeah, new, new rule. rule. I just wanted to see if you would just show up clean-shaven. Yeah, I'm not coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah me, I wouldn't do it either. I don't think I'd look, I'd look like an idiot with no... I look like an idiot with a beard. I'd look... Even more That'd be stupid. Yeah. That'd be interesting so. to see. Well, Father Jarrett, can you please close us with a prayer? <laughs> I can, yeah. I would do that. Let's pray in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And this is the Apostles' Prayer for Evangelization. Lord, I hear you calling my name. I hear you entrusting me with the task of building your kingdom. Like those holy men and women who have gone before me, I give you my yes. I will go anywhere you want me to go. I will do anything you want me to do. I will say anything you want me to say. Holy Spirit, I welcome you and ask you to guide me from in me an apostle's heart filled with love for Christ and zeal for souls. I will commit myself with courage and generosity to the new evangelization. I will build brick by brick the city of God inside the city of man. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to episode two of season three. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share.